You're about to tune into episode two of Boo FM with me and my husband, Joey, who you'll be meeting for the first time. Or not, if you already knew him from my time with Two Ghouls podcast. I'd really like to preface this episode by telling you a few things. First and foremost, I want you to know that we filmed this after over five hours of technical difficulty, attempting to record much earlier in the day, but recording it at eight o'clock on a Sunday evening before the busy work week started the next morning. I'd like to apologize if we seem less enthusiastic in the beginning of this episode, but worry not, things get fun and warm as we go along, just like they usually do when we get into a topic that we love. Today, that topic is soulmates and what happened when we first met. It's one of our favorite stories. Secondly, if you're listening to this week's episode on Spotify or YouTube, throughout the episode, I've folded in some fun pictures, text message threads, old Snapchat videos, and more to play during the show. I think you guys will like these tidbits as they add a cute inside joke level layer to my method of storytelling. And lastly, I apologize for how late this week's episode came out. Usually, I try to schedule my episodes to release every Tuesday. This week, because of further technical difficulty, I had to unfortunately delay this week's episode to today. Don't worry, we're going back to episodes uploading on Tuesday as long as my tech allows me. (laughs) I hope that you take something from this episode, even if that's just an hour of your day that you spend with us just having fun. Love you guys. Hi guys, welcome back to Boo FM. I'm Katie, your host, and this is my husband, Joey. I actually wanted to introduce you guys to him tonight with a different uh, topic. I thought we would discuss soulmates. Are they real? Do they exist? Are we soulmates? I guess also still building a, uh, I don't know, a background for yourself, for people to know who you are. Yeah. Is episode two. Yeah, and you guys know anything that I do creatively is going to be a personal project. Like, it's personal to my life. I want you to know the people that I consider to be important. And I told Brenna the other day, I was like, you guys are like art to me. She was like, what are you talking about? I was like, video to me is my medium. I'm an artist, and you guys are what I consider to be the art. And I do that in my writing as well. I write a lot about youth, themes in my life, where we've lived, places we've visited, Um, I just think it's really important for people, if I'm going to speak about something, for them to know the people that I deem important. Sounds so stupid and minuscule, but... Some of your inner circle. Yeah. And I'm sure Brenna will be on here at some point. Um, you guys will have to let me know who else in my life you'd like to meet. once a month podcast. Maybe. I was thinking about that. Potentially. She said, yeah. So, I don't know, Brenna, if you really want to get on the podcast, we could do it once a month. Anyway, dude... (laughs) We're very like robotic right now because we just spent how how it's eight o'clock right now. When did we start this process? Three thirty. Oh my god, we've been dealing with OBS fucking studio four and a half hours. OBS studio, and at first it was like the microphones wouldn't load, and you guys wouldn't believe. Podcasting seems so simple when you think about it. For some reason, it's like. It's like pulling teeth to get two microphones to log into one system and then have both of them be audio inputs. Now I just sound like this is turning into a fucking... It's too inside baseball. They don't want to hear it. Okay, okay. All right. Anyway, so today I really wanted to talk about the topic of soulmates. I thought you guys would be interested in hearing a little bit about our thoughts on soulmates in our own relationship. And that, I guess, really starts us back at the very beginning. 
When we met, I was working at a summer camp and he had been there for a while and was apparently a part of the staff, uh, well-known staff. And I was just new. I started. I was coming from Liberty University. So I was highly Christian. I was a super blonde girl that only wore her athletic Liberty well, the, shorts and her chacos. This, to preface this, the camp we worked at, it was not like a normal work environment. No. Think of more so of like uh, high school cliques. Like it's like that. Like everybody knows everybody. Yeah, like, it's like a family. I don't know. It's you like were part of the OG. Like a family and the clicky parts of high school. Yeah, I liked it though. It was a because fun atmosphere. People, you know, divvy themselves up into their own groups, obviously, and yeah. hang out with certain people. And then there's also like the dynamic of like. Almost like alumni staff, I guess you call it. Whatever. Pretty much, yeah. I mean, just the ones that have been there Veteran for so long. Staff, yeah. Whatever. You had been going for um, 12 years, I think, as almost, a camper before you started working. Yeah, it, it's almost like street cred or something yeah. like at the camp because it's something, it's a bragging point. It's how long yeah. have you been coming here? Oh, well, I've been coming for 10 years, you know, four as a camper, six as an employee or. You know, whatever the crap. Like, it was a stat that you throw out whenever you, whenever you talk about camp. Yeah, I was somebody that at the camp was, I guess you could say, well-known, but not, like, in a like, conceited way. I'd just been there forever. Yeah. I've been coming as a camper. You and a few others had been yeah, there for quite some time. Since, you know, the yeah. early, early 2000s. And, yeah, so fast forward 15 years or whatever. So, yeah, I, I, I'd been there for a while, and Katie was essentially the new girl. It was like, oh, I only have seen her. Like, oh, there's a new girl here type of energy. It, it wasn't just like you starting a new job. It really no. is like the new girl at a new school type of look to everyone else. And I imagine that same feeling as well for you. It did feel that way. I remember um, I was in a relationship with someone at the time um, who I will not name, but he uh, he and I had gone to the same college together and this was our first big, like, we're going to spend a few weeks apart from each other kind of situations. Like it was our big long distance test. And I was like, hey, it's going to be okay. Like, I'm just going to go to this camp. We'll write letters to each other. It'll be fine, whatever. Well, I showed up to this camp not looking for anything. I was not looking for love. I was not looking to date anyone because obviously I was in a committed relationship. Um, and I don't know. How do you want to phrase this? I guess I I had come into the camp fully prepared to just work. I didn't have any expectancies of dating or having yeah, friends or following there, anyone. You went there because it was a summer job. I went there because it, it was it work. Was I was like, money, it's it cr it's a Christian camp. Like, let's, let's, let's go. Like, let's go for the Lord, bro. And at the time, I'm going to have to eventually explain to you guys if you haven't already watched my debriefing on two ghouls from my last project that I did. I uh, have a lot of religious trauma, and I was actually a very devoted Christian at one point in my life for a very long time, and uh, I was definitely in in the heights of that, I would say, at the time um, when I met Joey. Same. And uh, yeah, and Joey was too. Joey wasn't in it as quite as extremely as I was. Um, you, st no. you still considered it... Joey and I were both pretty involved in the church, I would say, in the Christian culture bubble that surrounds yeah. this camp. Yeah. The um, scene, poppy Christian culture. I kept hearing this rumor about, oh my God, have you seen like 
Joey's gonna be here next week, or oh, when staff oh, training yeah, I guess is it, I over, guess, I guess it's Joey's coming. That I was not a full time. Well, I wasn't working for the camp. I was doing jobs for the camp. So, like roofing. Because, yeah, because I worked there several summers as a counselor, but. This particular summer, I just spent a ton of time there because I was doing a bunch of home, not home improvement, handyman work, all kinds of repairs around the camp. And because there were so many repairs and I was going to spend so much time down there, I just stayed in one of the cabins that wasn't being used and would stay for, you know, four or five days at a time, go home for a few days, stay for more days or so. Mm -hmm. And it was a cycle. It was like but, you were like a semi regular. Yeah, like he was yeah. Known, I guess he was known that I was uh, coming after uh, the staff training. Had <laughs> I literally I remember was, talking shit I, with the girls I was about say, you. I didn't want to interfere with staff <laughs> training or anything. So I was like, no, I'll just yeah. during regular summertime. Yep. So, uh, yeah. so we had just gotten through all this vigorous training. I had gotten really close with the girls that I was working with. We had a girl cabin or as girl counselors, and we were all pretty tight. Um, all the girls had been telling me that, oh yeah, like the crazy guy is going to show up next week. So be, beware. Like he's, he's, he's going to sound so shitty. He's a woman eater. He's a player. He's crazy. Like I was about to say the name, but, uh, our boss would fuss at him all the time. Cause he was always running. What were you doing with the gator? You always running it through the woods, through all the trails and you broke things. In and my defense, <laughs> I was being called a, uh, you a really were. People were writing you out to be quite a, I was like, well, I need to stay away from I this guy. By many people, everyone, people that if you got in, you know, two long-term relationships in one year, they'd be like, freaking womanizer because <laughs> the culture was you know you date somebody you marry them that's it. yeah come to find out so, yeah, you had only been dating yeah. like one girl for like we i don't know it, it's complicated i dated around when i was in high school like a normal person <laughs> and i guess that was not you're a whore i don't know <laughs> Just kidding. But whatever. But anyway, so you had this, we had this rumor going around. Well, either or, whether you had dated a million people or not, you yeah. were still known as like the wild-eyed redneck boy that was going to come well, in and wild up the camp. scene. I just You were like the up. class clown. I just, I don't know, at camp, I just, not enter a persona, but I kind of like try and be a more lively, be more. Yeah. Extroverted. Me be too. Be more hyper, be more fun. Not for me or the other staff, obviously, but it's because you have kids there all summer long. And they look up and to you. are trying to be, you know, the best version of you for these children while mm -hmm. they're there, you know, to learn or to do whatever. Mm -hmm. So because of that, I, my, I don't know, who I am at camp can sometimes be inflated. I would say that's pretty true. Uh, same for me, though. I didn't realize it until after I left camp that summer. I was like, oh, I've been masking this whole time. Like, yeah. I've just been wearing a smile on my face, even though I had zero energy. We sometimes would get only like three hours of sleep a night. We'd be expected to get up and go again with these kids. I'd be out on the water all day in the sun, swimming. Sometimes I'd have to lifeguard shift that day. It is a very, very, very extensive, uh, physically laboring job, and you're tired a lot of the time. You're, you're, uh, um, I don't even know. It's just a lot of hours in an outside job. Yeah, and uh, don't get me wrong. While watching them, I miss kids. this job. I love this job. Best job I've ever. Best had. job I've ever had. But it was hard work, dude. So, so. I'm. Uh, 
walking through the pavilion and the pavilion had these like it had an open what do you call that it's like just an open, an open ceiling on open the ceiling so you can so see all the beams of the ceiling yeah, all the rafters were too. all the rafters were yeah were showing and what we used to do in this pavilion area was hang our enos which if you don't know what the fucking eno is it's okay just it's just, a hammock just it's a google fancy e- <laughs> yeah just google e-n-o. it eno eno it's a it's a very it's, very it's a awesome hammock. it's so That's fucking it. cool it comes with its own straps and you can yeah. hang it up anywhere so if it's... you were a cool counselor at this camp you had not only chacos with the strappies but you also had your own eno so we were hanging up our hammocks in the pavilion along like the outside but this psycho ass motherfucker took his eno and hung it in the rafters of the roof yeah, because, in this place. Because everyone else would hang their <laughs> hammocks between the posts yeah. of the pavilion. Because, you know, every eight, ten feet or so, there's a big post because it's, you know, a pavilion. It's all, you know. So I, instead of fighting for those spaces, would just climb into the rafters and just hang out up in the rafters. I mean, Which was such a Joey thing to do. nobody else would want to do it because <laughs> it's a pain to get up there. And you always did it. It was fucking wild. But, you know, I just, I don't know. I liked it because I, would, I could have, like, some space. I wouldn't have to worry about bumping into anyone else or fighting for a spot. Or yeah. I could just go up there and be in my spot, like, all mm-hmm. along. And so two weeks of just vigorous counselor training had gone by. And I remember you had just showed up that past night because I remember seeing you at the bonfire the night before. In a 92 Oldsmobile. Oh, Real? Oh, yeah, that was when you still had that fucking car. I remember passing that car when I was going to the cafeteria and I could see all your tools in the back. Joey literally has always been a carpenter for, I guess, as long as you've been working, really. He'd be Gee. working on the during the week doing, you know, his carpenter job, so he'd throw all of his tools in these well, in this little Oldmobile. Oh, yeah, that's right. You'd be bringing all your tools to camp, <laughs> yeah, too, so I you mean, just was, threw them in the back of yeah. this little tiny city car and just, you're like, well, it's what I got, so. And I, I admired that before I even realized that I admired that. I'm going to paint you guys a picture here. So I'm walking into the pavilion and I had just, I had gotten word that homeboy, that the crazy boy had showed up last night and to be on high alert. Don't, don't do any funny business. Don't, don't let him think that you think he's funny because he's probably going to take that and run with it. I, that's all I had in my head about you. All the girls were like, he's crazy. Well, Watch you know, out. Funny, uh, I won class clown superlative. Shut the fuck in up. school twice. <laughs> I know. I love that i love that yearbook picture <laughs> um so i wonder I'd... if some of the king william listeners voted for me as class clown oh who knows i don't even know if we have any king oh, william listeners do we note yourself <laughs> um anyway so let me paint you a picture i walked into the pavilion i remember we had just gotten done with i believe like our workout for the morning we did like this whole vigorous training in the mornings like we'd run around the whole camp or some yeah, of us would go swimming yeah. and i was workouts. exhausted and all i wanted to do was spend my next one hour of free time writing my boyfriend at college a handwritten note and I got all my supplies in my hands and I'm ready to go over to my Eno and sit down and just start writing. And I realize as I'm walking past the center of the pavilion, I look up and I see Joey's Eno hanging. I'll never forget it. He literally was hanging in there like a banana. He And when you get in the Eno, it like cover it. What? What do you mean? What? You, mean like a banana? you look like a banana. 
Angel, what am I supposed to but say? I was from the stem. I would have been <laughs> straight up and down. About, you look like, like a, a banana, banana that was sideways then. Okay, how's that? Anyway, so I was You're walking. So a person in a hammer. Can I get the story over with? I feel like we're going to be talking about this for 30 years. This one part. Anyway, so I was walking past him and I looked up and I can still see you covered up. Like you were not poking out until I walked past. Yeah. And what happens when you get in these enos, they like cocoon you in with the flaps. And Joey, what he did was like open the flaps. He peeked his head out. He looked down at me. We made eye contact. And I looked up at him and just proceeded to keep walking and just looked the other way because I was like, "Uh uh-uh, I'm not going to let this guy think he's got anything on me. No, 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 no. Like, all my girls told me he's crazy. I'm already in a committed relationship. Whatever. He's cute. It's fine. Whatever. Like, let's just move on. The whole summer, you were nowhere near my radar. I had no idea that the entire summer you were flirting with me. And it's, it was so, thinking back now at all of the moments that we had, like, it's so painfully obvious that you were trying to make an impression on me. And I just, it went right over my head. I mean, I was just up in my hammock, just chilling, and saw Katie, and immediately was like, hmm, darn, like, oh boy, Something, uh, something's clearly going to happen here. So, what? So, uh, I go to my very good friend, um, that worked at camp Mm -hmm. and told him, well, I didn't know who you were and was like, I don't know who that girl is, but I'm going to marry her. And he's like, what are you talking about? I was like, oh, that's future wifey now. I'm going to marry her one day. You're crazy. He's like, she's got a boyfriend. I said, not for long. I'm going to marry her. And then, uh, well, yeah, that was kind of a joke amongst staff because apparently the whole staff knew it, and I did not know. And I'm talking like eight weeks go by of them all talking about me like that, and I had no idea. And yeah. your best friend was my um, my superior that summer. He was yeah. my, he was the sailing uh, director, and I was the sailing counselor. So we were yeah. like working in sync, and I was with him. 90% of the summer and I had no idea that he was talking to you about me and he never let on not even once not even mm-hmm. once I I honestly like I'm trying to think back I don't remember a time that he ever brought you up that's you literally were nowhere on my fucking radar well, I think I wasn't taken seriously by most people because well, they're like can I also say how something absurd is it to go up to somebody that's in a long term like what year year and a half relationship meet them, and then just go, oh, yeah, yeah, we're going to get married. Everyone's going to be like, whatever. Yeah, whatever. Joey's just saying that. Yeah, oh, yeah. Um, There's a lot more that was going on behind the scenes, but I would just really like to drive home that um, this was eight weeks of this, and I had no idea. I just want to say one other thing. I literally, like, looked at you, and I was like, I know that I have a boyfriend or whatever, but that, that kind of boy would never go for a girl like me. I thought you were way out of my league. When I found Stop. out that you had a crush on me all summer, I my mouth, like, I could not pick it up fast enough off of the floor. Like, I couldn't believe it. I had to, like, I was like, what? Like, Joey Ryan likes me? When I found out, I was blown away. But I really Even want... you're the one that 
I was like, oh, she's out of my league, but it's going to work. Disagree. Fully disagree. I still do. I still do. I do. But, um, yeah, so I just really wanted to drive that home that I had no thoughts going through my head about us or any potential future that we had because I was just like, I'm going to keep this guy at arm's distance because he seems like he's about that funny business. And even if I thought that you were interested in me, I thought you were a player and that you would use me and then break up with me and I would have like a horrible breakup with you later on. And yeah, that whole summer, I remember going back and forth with my boyfriend and I'm going to explain my side of this and then I want you to explain your side and then we're going to get nice. into the part about the soulmate aspect of all of this because we specifically used to believe something else not necessarily soulmates but we thought that god ordained us to be together at the time because we were so up in the church and when you saw me you told me something do you remember what it was when i saw you you said god told me or god made it known to me or made me feel some type of way do you remember this? Honestly, I don't remember that. Did but, you just make that up? But if I said that, I was probably just, you know, spitting game. Oh my God. <laughs> you literally told me, I'll never forget it. You're like, yeah, God told me that we were going to get married when I saw you. And I was like, oh my God, that's crazy. Wow. Was, when we were dating. Was, if you would have told me that beforehand, I would have been like, it was more so a white lie. I mean, at the time, we were both you know, very religious after we started dating. Super. So Even yeah, like two I, years I, in. Would have, my thought process, I imagine, would have been something along the lines of like, well, yeah, because, you know, this is going to work. Like, got a good feeling about this. Yeah. You know, she's a good Christian girl. So this is probably, you know, all good with God, too, type of thing. Right. God called me to do this. <laughs> you know what's such a slap in the face when I've and I've had this happen before. Boys have done this to me in the church. They're like, God said we need to be together. I'm like, God said we need to Every be together. To I'm like, God said we need to be okay, together. No, whoa, 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 whoa. Say, God said whole, we need to be together. The whole he told us to be together thing. No. no but do you realize how much case. of a slap in the face that is? To tell someone that? It's like, God told us to be together. It's like, wow, could you be a little bit more enthusiastic about that, buddy? Like, God told you? What about yourself? Do you want to be with me, or are you yeah. just being with me to check off a list? But anyway, we had basically concluded to ourselves that once we started dating, like a year in, we, we were talking about when we first met, and you were like, oh, yeah, God gave me a feeling like you were the one. Like, I had a feeling like you were the one. And I was like... Oh, that's so romantic. I still think it's romantic, even though we may not agree with the same. It was essentially just the gut feeling yeah. being dictated as and God. That, that right there, even though I still want to talk about a little bit about how we met and how you helped me transform into the person that I am today. Um, I was just going to say that that weird little feeling that you had. I didn't have until we started dating. Remember the yeah. night that we went on our first date and I knew, but before that I had no idea you were nowhere on my radar. Like I said, and I had no inclination or feeling or gut feeling like we were, we were destined to be together Yeah. or we were each other's soulmates. Right. Yeah. What do you think a soulmate is? Would you say that we are quote know. unquote, I think soulmates. I honestly think it's more just like a hallmark term. I mean, it's 
do you think it's what about twin flame or uh, soulmates or, or destined to be together? Divine, divine, I don't even know, divine intervention of some sort. People up there who are looking out for us are like, get together. You know, is there like a an urge or a connection? Do you think that they're when I don't know. Do you think that on a spiritual level? I don't think there's a higher power or being or entity of any sort telling me that this is what it is and that's the twin light or whatever, twin flame, whatever. Twin flame, yeah. No, I don't, I think it's completely independent thought that gets you to that mindset. And I think soulmate is just a cutesy hallmark way of saying that that's your person. Okay. I, I definitely don't think there's like some higher power. It's like, oh yeah, the, this person, that person, yeah, that should. I be. know. It's like I'm not sure how I feel about it, to be honest with you, because I definitely. This is gonna I sound. Mean, it's fun. should I talk about it's... that one time we were on? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I remember the times where you would only wish me like a good morning or say hi good morning and all the other girls would go walking past uh oh remember that game that we were uh, yeah i remember that oh god that that kind (laughs) (laughs) i have i'm gonna have to bleep so much of this out so i had just freshly broken up with my boyfriend and that's another story i'll have to tell you at a different time actually i actually have another podcast that i recorded like two years ago about my personal life and the two episodes that i talked about this specific time in my life where i broke up with this boyfriend and i had all this crazy stuff happen to me um within a few months period i uh it's it's what's it called uh, the reason why i dropped out of college three times or something like that i will link something that in like the description yeah. my podcast used to be called let's vent so if you guys ever want to hear about that time in my life feel free to go listen to that i do not feel like rehashing it but at the time i had broken up with my boyfriend i was feeling free i was feeling fun i was feeling fresh i remember i had come back to camp because actually after the summer that i had met joey i had been asked to come back as a director um i was supposed to be the sailing director so i was like oh sign me up like i'm definitely coming back i'll be here in the off season to help out with any like retreat groups that you may have come in I think I had done landscaping for a while. So I was very heavily still very present at this camp. I really want to drive home that this camp is like a family. It is, you you go and it still is. We still visit and we still are very close friends with the people that we worked with through the entire time that we've been there. And it is a very close knit thing. Okay, so I remember it was like fall break. There's a picture on Facebook that I remember I took right before I left. I got in my car, shoved all my shit in the back, and I said, let's go to camp. That was the first thing I wanted to do when I got home was not go see my parents. I was like, I'm going to go drop off my stuff at mom and dad's, say hi for the, you know, for the week because I'd been home for college. And I was like, I'm going to go up to camp. So um, I had actually been asked to go and babysit uh, one of the director's children that night because they were going to go out for dinner and they asked me and another counselor uh, a male counselor that had been working there and we were just gonna you know watch them together and it was fine Uh, I showed up and uh, things were fine the kids went to bed and then finally we got to the point where we were just we got to sit down on the couch before the parents came home and he was like so 
um, how are you doing? And I got to tell him, I was like, I just broke up with my boyfriend, like not going to lie. Like I'm feeling pretty good. I think this is going to be a new fun season in my life. I'm ready to be single, free and happy. And we were just chatting and he was like, what did he say to me? I can't remember. It was something about, he said something along the lines of, don't you know that Joey has a crush on you? And I about fell out on the floor. Yeah, I said, like, excuse does, me? Does Joey know or something like that? Yeah, does something. Joey know you broke up with your boyfriend? I said, hmm? Explain, please? And he said, yeah. Joey's been talking about you all summer. And all, like, off-season as well. He, like, still talks about you. He was like, I was just visiting him and his brother, like, not long ago. And he was still talking about you. And I was like what joey ryan and i was like i was just trying to process this in my brain but then a little voice in my head was like uh-uh and i said you're right little voice <laughs> i said that boy is trouble he is nothing but a player just because he likes you doesn't mean he's gonna fucking stay in a committed relationship with you you should not mess with this guy just put it out of your thoughts, put it out of your brain. Don't think about it anymore. We basically finished up the conversation. Uh, we went home that night and I remember I was laying in my bed and I was scrolling through Instagram as one does before you go to sleep. And I remember I saw a post from you that night, bro. Oh, yeah. It was like magic. This is what I'm talking about. This is what I'm talking about when I say soulmates. So many magical, like perfectly timed things happened in our relationship that just, I just don't understand somehow for some reason you knew he posted on his instagram one of those stupid to be honest things like and he'll give you back like a when, dm back when that was a huge thing yeah it really wasn't even that big back then oh, either this was yeah. like 2016 oh, nobody was doing tbh's maybe, maybe king william was you know 10 years behind <laughs> clearly it was oh yeah, yeah. and so prevalent. like i saw this post i remember thinking like oh my god what have I got to fucking lose? Like, I'm single. I'm going to have fun. Maybe, 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 just maybe. And I remember I kept scrolling back and forth, trying to look at the picture, and then I would scroll away, and I'm like, no, ignore it. I probably did that, like, 50 different times. And then finally, after I just came back to my home screen, I saw that post again, and I said, fuck it. I'm going to like it. I said, what's the worst that's going to happen? I liked the picture, scrolled for a little bit more, went to sleep, and boom. I woke up the next morning, and there was this long, long Instagram DM from Joseph talking about uh, how you had always had a crush on me uh, since you met me, and that you had been talking about me all summer. Put it, out all, put it all out on the table. Literally. And I hadn't even gotten to tell you that I uh, had broken up with my boyfriend yet. Yeah. So no. I thought that yeah, was Because I want to say the end of the message is something along the lines of... I know you have a you know, boyfriend. disregard this, though, because, I, you know, yeah, I know like, you have a boyfriend. I think you're cute. Don't think I'm trying to, you know, Slide tell in. you anything, like, to do anything. Yeah. But, I mean, it's it's the TVH, I get, you know, whatever. Whatever. But, yeah, I did make it a point to put in there something along the lines of, I know you're in a relationship, and I respect that, so this is, you know, this... It's just what yeah. this message is. It's just a message. Well, but then you were like, oh, well, actually, we just broke up. And I'm like, well, she wouldn't have had that as her response right off the bat. 
unless she was interested. You know, wanted me to know that she wouldn't, you know, or else she would have just said like, "Oh, thank you, that's so sweet," or something. I did say that. Well, I literally said to well, you, "I would saying, love to go back." Well, yeah, I get that. But what I'm saying is, uh, you wouldn't have, uh, maybe you would have, but you wouldn't have uh, put the part about you just breaking up with your boyfriend. I felt like that little bit. I was like, "All right, that, that's that's all I need. I got something here." I do remember telling you like, oh, thanks, because I was still very much so coming from the place of be careful because this boy is dangerous, but it's okay. You're going to be fun. You're in this fun new era where you can date whoever you want, whatever, no strings attached kind of thing. So I was like, I'm going to give this guy a chance, but I'm still going to keep boundaries with them. And I remember telling you, thanks. Like, that's really sweet. And I remember like behind the scenes, I was like, oh my God, I can't believe this is happening. Like, cause Joey Ryan is in my DMs. Like I couldn't believe it. So quickly after something along the lines of, well, when are you back in town? Yeah, it was boom, boom, boom. And I remember being like, oh, actually I'm probably going to go to camp like tomorrow night again just to go visit. I'll probably go watch a movie with the counselor that was there in the off season. Like, well, I said I was going to go hang out with him. Yeah. And you were like, well, you mind if I tag along? And I was like, shit, <laughs> like, say less. Let's go. Let's go. Like, also, but I didn't say that. Well, I, let me I was also thinking say that. This. The person she was hanging out with at camp was not with dating intentions. It was, no, just no, a it, friend. Was, it was just a buddy. Um, and yeah. I was like, all right, I'll be there. It was, I'll never no forget that. For me. I'll never so forget that. All day long. I'll never forget it. And then it. just stopped at Chick-fil-A, got a strawberry milkshake and a spicy deluxe with a large fry and Polynesian sauce. And you blasted, what did you say when you, I remember opening the door and you were wearing your stupid Carhartt overalls that I love so much. And I think you were wearing a blue shirt and you were wearing those big old boots that you still wear to this day. And I remember you were like, uh, you came one. in with like the cutest country accent and you said to me and our friend, you were like, I just got done. What did you say? I just got done blasting uh, pink and what is the name of that? Uh, and just fun. give me a reason. Just give, you're but, like, just uh, give me a reason is a really good song to belt in the Nate car. Bruce. Yeah, Nate Roos and, and Pink. You're like, that's a great song to, to blast in the car and sing your lungs out. And I remember thinking like, this guy is so funny. Oh my God. But I was like, <laughs> like trying to play it cool. I was sweating. My heart was, my heart rate was like up here. And I remember we were like bumping shoulders all night when we were sitting on the futon. And I had this sweater that was so fuzzy that literally like fuzz was coming off of me and like floating in the air and I remember thinking like oh my god I just got this sweater like he probably thinks I'm so stupid I really wish I never got rid of that sweater now but yeah oh yeah that was the that was the first night and I remember thinking like oh okay something's definitely going on but I started to feel like maybe you were not as interested in me after we had left um that was very short-lived because you actually called me when you went down to the waterfront after I had left Mm -hmm. the campus and I had just gotten I think I had gotten back to my house and this guy is already calling me um he's like we talked for probably I I knew that we were gonna get married one day so like let's just cut I'm like in the dark with all of this I'm like this guy likes me let's just cut to the chase I'm already a pretty direct person I was like all right let's do it so yeah we had just hung out still it wasn't even like a you know get to know each other real well hang out no we were with it was very surface level and there was someone else there so we couldn't really like get into anything deep or anything or flirt or anything other yeah. than just staring at each other and from across the room and i texted you i was like hey you mind if i call and, and i was like 
sure like and i was like yes yes (laughs) i didn't say that but i was like yeah yeah absolutely i was like i'll I'll, um you call me when i get home like i'm gonna go home and put on pjs and you know do my night routine i was like we can talk after that and you were like okay sure enough we talked on the phone till three uh, in the morning i'm sure we started talking on the drive home Oh, was it? It's been so long. It's been like almost eight years now that that's gone by. But yeah, we talked until literally three in the morning. I'll never forget that. We were talking about the dumbest shit, too. And uh, we really got to know each other on that phone call. And from there, it was boom, 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 date after date, moment after moment we just had with each other like we were for sure. Um, but I'll never forget our first date, which I would love to tell some other time. That's a really long story. But basically, we had the most wonderful uh, first date when I was working one night on a shift, it yeah, was like the first date could be an episode. So. Oh, a thousand percent. So maybe, but, maybe if people are interested, maybe. But basically, I got off shift at like ten o'clock one night. I was working at a ski lift, and Joey was four hours away or two hours away, two and a half and hours a half. away. Excuse me, in Richmond, and I was in Lynchburg, Virginia. And he was like, "Hey, do you mind if I come up tonight?" I'm like. You're crazy. I was like, like, it's like 11 o'clock at night. Oh, no, it's not good. Like, I get off late. I was like, oh, so do you have something to do afterwards? And I was like, no, bitch, I get off at like 10 o'clock at night. What are you talking about? Or is it just like late? She's like, no, it's just like really late. Like, I I wouldn't want you to come up here to visit me this late at night, you know, hang out for, you know, half an hour or whatever, you know, part ways, whatever. But I was like, I don't care. I'll go. So, she was getting off at nine, ten o'clock. I panicked. I ran home. I sped home. I remember I was going down 460. I sped home. I got to my apartment. I busted down the door. And I was wearing my, I was wearing my ski lift clothes. I was wearing like the, the company like sweatshirt and I was wearing these ugly ass jeans and my hair was all fried because I had just gotten done dying it so many times. I was like, I look so ugly. What do I wear? And I threw like, just like a montage of one of those basic like (laughs) chick flick movies where I was like throwing clothes over my shoulder. Like, what do I wear on my first date? Finally, it came down to those little nude flats that I had that I wore the fuck out of, like, for a long period yeah. of time. And I wore that black dress that was, like, to my knees or something or with right above. yellow jacket or whatever, or sweater. Yeah, with my little yeah. yellow sweater. There is a photo of me that night that Joey took um, of us in downtown Lynchburg at, like, fucking two in the morning uh, standing next to a mural. And I look so awkward, but my face is, like, glowing. And because I was... we were just hanging out. It was, like... Hey, go up there. I want to take a picture of you. And I was like, like, take a picture of me. I was like, yeah. I I remember thinking you were insane the whole night. I remember thinking like, like, this uh, is insane. And we kept like, we kept, I remember like accidentally making eye contact with you like too many times. And like, I kept it. Well, I still have it. You still have, it's like sun dried now. It's super sun bleached. I've been, uh, I've had it in my car for at least six years. I'm gonna have to add that photo in here or something. At least six or seven yeah. years. Yeah. I'm probably gonna add videos in here too showing like us along the way because there were definitely videos taken throughout all of this. Um, maybe not as, as extensively in the beginning but definitely further into our dating yeah. relationship. We were always videotaping photos, everything. But anyway, we had but the yeah, most... so we had this great date. And specifically what happened on this date was that Joey really opened my eyes to realize that I have been living... Uh, in a way that other people want me to live. I was in a very uh, narrow Christian uh, cookie cutter, I guess, young woman 
presented form at that time. And I remember thinking like, I can't do this because that's not what a Christian girl would do. I can't do this because that's not what a good woman of God would do, right? Yeah, the personality was partially a performance. Yeah, and a lot of it, I feel like me now in this time in my life, I have been discovering myself because a lot of uh, my self-discovery at that age was not allowed. It was not, it was not welcomed. It was not it was frowned upon really yeah. to explore yourself. And to be honest with you, the, a lot of the stuff that I was interested in anyway, like I am now like Ouija boards of death and all of that stuff, spiritual stuff. I could not explore that back then, but you really opened up my eyes to that specifically with one moment when we were sitting on the James river bridge right over like in downtown Lynchburg. Do you remember that big bridge that goes over yeah. the James and you got up on the fucking ledge and I was like, what are you doing? And it was like pitch black. And there's like rocks at the bottom and like there's rushing water. And I was like, what are you doing? Like, you're being crazy. Get down. down." I was like, no, you get up here. And you're like, no, I'm not getting up there. I was like, why? We both know you want to. Just go on. <laughs> and I was like, all right, yo, that that you, that just fucking that 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 was that was the nail in the coffin. Like I literally was like, I'm sold. I I was like, uh okay like i remember like grabbing your hand and you pulled me up and we stood there in the dark and you couldn't even see the all you could feel was was the breeze of the water past your face or the the breeze past your face and you could hear the water rushing and all those big rocks and all you saw was was like twinkling lights from the city yeah we just had a little bit of light from you know uh, a street lamp or something off the side yeah it was like a little trail it wasn't in the city city where you could see it was so crazy some people may so, not think that that was crazy, but for me at the time, that was nuts for me to do. Well, we go to the we go to that football stadium, and then we were playing soccer. We almost get caught by the cops too. That was fun, and I remember literally. Oh my god, I, I'm trying not to tell the story of this whole night because well, it really was crazy. Fine. So we get to the end of the night. It's five in the morning, almost. It's like four thirty. Well, like, oh, I gotta go, and because it was like, like really, I was like, it was yeah, a weekday. It was a weekday, by the way. I forgot to mention that earlier. Oh, yeah. You literally had to go to work the next day. You had just gotten off work, and then you had to go to work at, like, 8 a.m. the next morning. Yeah. And we were in the car outside of my apartment at, like, 4.30 in the morning. It was at 7.30 in the morning, so it got to be, like, 4.35, and I was like, I gotta go. And you're like, really? I was like, yeah, I got enough time to go to work. That's it. So Actually... I remember that differently. What? Because I kept being like, don't you need to go at certain points? Because it was like well, one yeah, in the morning. Was at the time where I was like, oh, I actually got to go. I was like, I, I, was go. like, I know you need to go. And like, I kept asking you, like, you do need to go yet? Because it was like one in the morning at one point, And we were just having so oh, much yeah, fun. Right. I know yeah. you were like, oh, I'll be okay. I was like, you don't, don't you need sleep? Like, you do like hard labor. Like, this is a full day of work that you're about to go into. Was that the same time that you actually went to work that next day and you built an entire no, shed out uh, of softwood? That no, was fucked up. No, that wasn't. Joey no, made a huge mistake no, one morning because he was so tired during one of our well. dates. That's a whole other story. I feel like I'm getting into so many random little stories that we had, but I really just want to drive home that we have always had like this weirdly deep connection and you've always pulled out of me. I did not mean to say that. (laughs) You've always pulled this character out of me that I never knew was there. And I genuinely believe that that is my truest self. I know that now more than ever. 
you always challenged me to not do what people want me to do or what my parents expect me to do or what the church expected me to do or what my peers expected me to do or which we're all so heavily in the Christian realm. You were like, what makes you happy? Like, what makes you you? What makes you Katie? And anytime I express myself in front of you, I remember genuinely being shocked at your response because you were always like, that's really funny or wow, I love this part of you. And I'd be like, huh? Like, this is this is the unhinged version of me. What are you talking about? So obviously, through over the years, you've definitely helped me develop into the person that I am now, which I think is my truest self, to be honest. I didn't help you develop it. I helped you uncover it. Yeah, I would say that's pretty true. And um, you always just were the same. You've always been the same as you've always, I've always known you. Even though we may have left religion and some of the stuff that we had believed in in the beginning wasn't uh what we agree with now i think that you have always remained the same in that sense that you have seen me as i am you love me for who i am and you always encouraged me to be myself and you always were just like this rock steady person in my life i would always look up to you i I was obsessed with you in the beginning because i just couldn't believe that someone like you existed i still feel that way sometimes i like look over at you and i'm like i cannot believe that joey ryan is holding my hand and sitting in my car driving my car down the road right now like what is going on i still don't believe it i you just genuinely and i say this to people all the time you and brenna are my angels you were put on this earth somehow to help me get through life to figure out the lessons that i need to learn to figure out myself uh, my character and um all of the lessons that i've been through in the last seven years so yeah the soulmates exist um i would (laughs) do do soulmates exist i i genuinely i want to say yeah i uh, what what do you guys think that that's my next question is what do you guys think the premise of soulmates uh is intertwined with the belief that there's a higher power that's pulling the string. I think there is. I think there is, whether that be the God that we learned about in, you know, Bible school. Yeah. Or a literal dude playing a video game. Who knows? Whatever that God may look like to you, to anyone listening to this, I just, just replace the blanks really. So yeah, that's one thing. Even after leaving religion, I still am in awe of, um, I always thought that you were a gift from God. I always thought that you were placed in my life for a reason. And even now I still believe that. Um, I, 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 I don't know. Soulmates may exist. But for those of you who are listening on Spotify right now, uh, I actually, I got your, um, I got your votes in from last week. I think it was like 86% of you had agreed. Yeah, they wanted, they want that, that tarot reading at the top of the month. But what I was going to say is I'll put another Spotify poll down at the bottom. Do you think soulmates exist? Yes or no? And if you have a further explanation, feel free to send in the drop. Yeah, write in. There's a... Absolutely. Anything that you guys send in to me, uh, especially now that we're in the beginning of this podcast, things I don't have many listeners right now. It's a very tight knit community and I love it. Um, but right now is the time that you guys can send in things that I will read. I would love to hear from you. I'll read it on the podcast if you want me to. Topics that you may be interested in. Yeah, spiritual topics, tarot, uh, really anything that has to do with spirituality, death, anything of that sort. Let me know. Uh, drop a line. It says drop a line, boo, down at the bottom. You guys should be able to send in whatever written a message that you need to or want to. I'm sorry. But um, yeah, I don't know. I think you're my soulmate. <laughs>
that's it from us. I guess that's everything. Do you want to? Oh, I never use the word soulmate, but I do tell you all the time, you're my girl. Yeah. I do say that, and that's, I don't know, my way of saying it. You're my girl. You're my person. Mm-hmm. You're my boy. <laughs> Bye, guys. See you later. We'll see you next week. Bye.